Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 114 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, the Lone Vault Wanderer. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. We hope you are ready for a nice, juicy episode. We got some <laughs> awesome Bethesda news, and by awesome, I mean they are involved in lawsuits, unsurprisingly. But uh, before all that, if you want to listen on the go, we have all of our links in the description of the video down below, whether you want to listen on Google Play, iTunes. I apologize. iTunes fucked up last week. Uh, We're still working that out. It's not really under my control. Just sometimes things bug out and they'll put like the wrong audio with the wrong episode format set up. So, yeah, it's just something that happens. It's something unavoidable, I feel like. So I do apologize to anyone who listens on the go. Um, we try to avoid those things, but a lot of times it's out of our hands. We just upload it and, and you know, cross our fingers that it works. Um, uh-huh. Also, if you ever want to consider being a guest on the P, uh, on the podcast, then do support the Patreon. Now, let's get into the headliner this week, the big bit of news. ZeniMax is involved in yet another lawsuit, but this time they're not the one who is submitting it. They are under attack. We'll say that in air quotes for now. Um, what happened is that Dion, who created the song The Wanderer, uh, the one from that really popular trailer for Fallout 4. Fantastic song. Yeah, the live-action one that really got you going. You're like, yeah, let's do this. And uh, it's also in the base game as well. Mm. Um, He felt that the song did not, or the trailer did not represent his song well because it had, like, graphic violence. The person was killing for the sake of killing in the trailer. And he seemed overall really upset with it. And a lot of people were like, well, why is he doing this now? Because this game came out uh, almost a year and a half ago now. So why is he just doing this now? Apparently, ZeniMax never let him know what the song was going to be used for. They said that they wanted the rights to use his song. And his part of the agreement was, okay, let me know what it'll be involved in so I can approve this. They never did. So... Mm. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this uh, very interesting debacle ZeniMax has found themselves in. Do you think they hid the fact that, they, which I, I I don't want to put it past them, but I think it's so stupid, but do you think they hid the idea that, oh, yeah, let's just put it in the trailer, screw what he wants, and we'll win the lawsuit if it ever comes our way? Who, who knows? I mean, we don't have the, the full facts in front of us. I'd love to be able to read that contract to see what the clause actually said. Because that's what it's going to come down to in the court of law. So I just really don't want to have to speculate on who was in the right, who was in the wrong, what actually happened, especially when ZeniMax hasn't even put forward their side of the case. Um, it's interesting, though, because... So it said that Fallout 4 ads were objectionable due to their violence. And talking a lot about this dark dystopian landscape and killing for sport, etc., were a lot of his complaints. And I'm thinking, this ad... Because I didn't know whether it was just the the live action ad that the song was being used in, or also gameplay ads. I don't think so. Yeah, gameplay ads. I don't think that that was the case. But the ad was probably the m- most tame aspect of any Fire Four promotion, yeah. I'd say. So oh. that's why I was intrigued. And and as you said, Maddie, it's in Diamond City Radio. It's in the game themselves, themselves, or itself. So uh, I'm not even talking right. So <laughs> still what, waking up. Like, Brain's getting I'm still up. waking up. <laughs> so I'm just like, hmm, is he going to want to remove the song from the game itself? And if not, why doesn't the lawsuit also state that? That That's what interests me the most. Carrick, what do you think? I don't even understand, really, 
like what he's saying. He so he's just trying to say that they randomly said, "Hey, come on in, record something for someday in the future somehow." And he uh, recorded an it, and then they held song on to from this. the '60s. So they were really obtaining the rights for. Or it. sorry, they obtained the rights for it, and they didn't. And when they obtained the rights, he. I mean, I would be blown. So anybody who has intellectual rights of anything, music, whatever, usually when you pass it off, you do actually ask what those rights are for, even if it's a generic thing. Yeah. And if it's a generic thing like commercial rights or mm-hmm. whatever they may be, then then that's it. You can't just say I didn't like what it was used in. They didn't tell me. They don't. When when I buy a right for I because I use classic music sometimes in a review or well I used to in reviews, and I would buy those from people. They. They just said, do you have it commercially or individually? You get it, and you're able to use it. Can you maybe put it on radio and play it as your own? No, because you can't claim it's yours. But, I mean, none of that makes any sense. I don't even understand how we would have a complaint. Uh, yeah. From what I've read, yeah. it seems like it's that the part of the deal was that, okay, Zenimax is going to tell him what they're using it for so he can approve it, and apparently they never told him. And I, the thing that, that boggles my mind is Fallout 4 was a very loud game. Everyone was talking about it. Uh, trailers yeah. were everywhere. I don't know how he's just catching wind of this around this time and, and putting together a, a legal battle against them. That's, that, that's just the nature me. of things, though. I mean, yeah, like, I, mean I, I know you can't put it together overnight. I'm just saying, like, yeah. this seems like it would be something that happened much closer to its launch or a little bit after maybe the DLC ended, but now here in 2017, it's a little strange. What was it? It is, it is a little strange. Uh, the Wanderer by uh, where that plays during radio uh, broadcast or does that during, play at the main? during Diamond City Radio? And it was used in the li- at least for as far as I know, the live action ad for Fallout 4, the one that had that actual guy walking through and killing red roaches and the super mutants and stuff like that. Yeah. So if, really if cool that's ad. a trailer, that then you have even farther ahead of time that somebody should have. Oh yeah, was that was released for months or weeks or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm. I just. You know, who, who knows what happened? But I can honestly say it sounds like either a huge mess up internally, like where somebody you're going to find out there's an email getting ready to get sent to the dude, <laughs> and, and it didn't get hit. Because Ooh. that kind of stuff, and, and and that's happened at my business. We lost a contract because somebody didn't send email. So it, it, that can happen for sure. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, come on. Like that kind of stuff is, that seems really odd to just randomly it take out. So long. Yeah. But we have to uh, yeah, ask, and, do, do we think this is just a attempt to make some extra money? I mean, certainly put the him? song on the map. How old is he? I mean, the song he was the he made in the 60s, 60s, 70s, so. 60s. Oh, you made it in the 60s, so 40, 50, 60 at least, if he was yeah. zero when he made it. Yeah. So more like 70 or 80. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, maybe he like wants he was... that Florida retirement money. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, again, it's interesting. The thing that I wanted to say is that, you know, sometimes lawsuits can take a long time. But, yeah, you sure. know, again, again, we're, we're talking in the scale of almost two years. Um I just I don't, I don't know why the lawsuit doesn't say I also want it removed from the game. That that, that doesn't make sense to me. Do it really doesn't. Uh, surely, surely he does. So this Ooh. this is I was going to mention this before. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was, sorry, I was going to say that usually when it comes to to music licensing deals, the actual creator of the song doesn't really know much. It's it's done by I think it was done by UMG. 
um, yeah, speaking separately with with Xanamax, yeah, mm-hmm. and they're the collecting house or whatever. They'll um, get all the money from from that sale and then pass it off to the creator. But mm, uh, I would oh, love to read so that clause. Just so you know, that's why I was indicating maybe it was him because if it was a company, there's no chance that it fell through. That that's their business. So I don't believe that it fell through if it's an entire company. That's they, I mean, that's their main thing that they do. So, like, if they just magically, you know, yeah. So if they were just magically not doing it, then you would have every artist that ever worked with them calling them up and going, dude, what is my shit on some video game that you haven't told me about? (laughs) It doesn't, that's not the way it works. What I was going to say, let's dive into the rabbit hole here. Let's get paranoid. Let's put on our tinfoil hats. Guess what? I think it's a Gene Simmons kind of thing. I think what's going on is somebody is a caretaker for this old fuck, realized this song was in a game, and is pretending to be him and is suing Zenimax so they can get some cash so they can kill this old guy and then get like on a boat tour. <laughs> oh my <ribbon>. god. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 my DLC. Download my DLC www.crazyperson.com. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not against that. Um I just I like I said, maybe do you think this is a a senile person uh you know just <laughs> Stepping in here and saying like I didn't know about that, or like it, it, dude, it could be, it could. Be. I mean, I I I agree with um with Lone that you know obviously it's mostly it's big companies. There's the occasional time where it's a person who has rights in that uh, in the old way. What was the old way, Lone? Do you remember the old poor man's copyright? It worked in America for a couple years. I don't think it works anymore. It's where you send a self-addressed stamped envelope to yourself. And you no have what you want to copyright in it, and it worked for one year because it was certified mail. So you'd shit, you'd, you'd send it to, yeah, you, this this used to work. It doesn't anymore, from what That's I understand. Stupid. But you, you would put it in your mailbox, and you would send it to yourself. But it would get stamped, and then you would have proof that like uh, this is back in the day before all this crazy uh, shit. It's like eighties. Uh, um, I mean, I mean before, I, I mean now. Sorry, copyright's automatic, right? Exactly. Just, yeah. 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 I, it, yeah. It's and it's all fucking digital, like. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't. So I, 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 I want to. I made a video about this today. Like as you were mentioning, Maddie, um, about whether this is like a senile person or whatever. So I uploaded the video about it, and some of these comments. I just want to read verbatim because they're funny. Oh, uh, so <laughs> I, I uploaded no. the video, and some someone's comment is, um, "quote," because like, we all know what the song "The Wanderer" is about, right? Yeah, that, so, that was my other point I was going to bring up, but go on, fire away. So this person says, writes a song about a fuckboy banging chicks and abandoning them, abandoning them left, right, and center, gets angry about the tastelessness of Fallout and how it might tarnish said song's fuckboy rep, right? Yeah, yeah, it's literally, okay, that's what I was going to say. They're, okay, yeah, well, keep going. Uh, yeah, you can't have it both ways, like I was wh- saying. Where's the next one? Quote, commercials were object- objectionable. The song is literally about a manhole, um, and, and it just goes on and on and on. So that's what people think, <laughs> at least yeah, Fallout fans. I, I don't expect this guy to be like a Fallout lore master and know like, oh, you're the Wanderer, and the song is about I'm wandering, you know that type of shit. So I don't, yeah. I don't expect him to know that. But I mean, you got to take a look in the mirror, like that comment said. You know, you're talking about a guy fucking mad girls and, and ditching them afterwards. Um, just wandering around, hitting whatever ass he can, but you're gonna, you're literally gonna complain that in a live action trailer, which as Lone said, um, also in comparison to all the other material that came out for Fallout 4, was very tame. 
that's what's going to upset you. And especially this, is that um, this put your song on the map, dude. Big time. Like, not that it was a bad song beforehand. Not that it was unpopular beforehand. It returned it. Yeah. At least. I don't have knowledge of that. But that's what's great about Fallout for these types of artists. It brings your songs from back then into relevance in these these modern audiences but here's the thing maddie this is why these discussions about the song's content and also the 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 fact that it's brought it back this is why these conversations are so relevant because what he said was that the use of the song potentially damaged the goodwill of the song so the court's going to be like well did that actually happen when the song's about this and it actually made you this money and it got you this notoriety Mm -hmm. that's what a bit of the discussion is going to come down to, at least when it comes down to remedies. Yeah, when you sue people, you got to make sure you know what the fuck you're talking about because you can just on the way you write it up, you can end up proving the point of the other of the defense or the you know. I mean, it just depends on how you write it up. And if he says something like that, I would have just said I didn't know because if you start adding all this other stuff, at some point somebody's going to be like, "How did you?" I mean, you know, it can't be worse than what you've written. Mm. I, I, my hope is somebody throws that out. That at least right now, it doesn't sound like it's even realistic at all. Well, it, it's going to be settled out of court, I guarantee you. Yeah. I'm sure. Exciting. I'm sure because that riverboat captain, he's looking for a mate, and this chick, she's going to bury this dude, and she's going to put rocks in his belly. Like I said, strangestory.com.edu. Check, check me out. Check, check out my patron. Check out, yeah. my, check out my patron at, at imimurderer.com. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, to see what I mean, with my that. other thought was, um, I don't think Facebook could beat Zenimax if I remember correctly. So I'm not really thinking our, our boy Dion can. Uh, you know, crazier things have happened, but that's just my two cents. Do we think? Do we think Zenimax is in the wrong at all? Let's say this story is true. Let's say Zenimax was supposed to let Dion know what, like that was part of the agreement outside of the the UMG thing was you have to let Dion know what you know, material his song is going to be incorporated with. Let's say they didn't. What happens then? So are we saying that they didn't let him know that it was Fallout 4? Like or they didn't, yeah, like they the didn't fully dating. describe. He didn't, was, they didn't. Here's the thing, right? Because he, they could have said, oh, it's going to be used for Fallout 4. And then he could be like, all right, cool. And then they probably didn't describe mm. Fallout. Not, not they probably didn't. I mean, they could have not done that. So it... It all comes down to what Zanamax actually told uh, Dion, because I'm assuming that they told something they had to have. I mean, they had to say the song's going to be used for this purpose. Here you go, UMG, and then UMG should have told Dion. But yeah, here, I uh, I grabbed yeah. the the article. I got the original information from here because I, I can't bring it up on my PC. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, I had to go off the top of my head with a lot of the info I get because I can't bring up an extra screen because then it'll fuck up the recording. Um, so they say, though, you may be asking yourself, wait, didn't Dion sign off on this? That's where things get tricky. According to the court documents obtained by the rap, Dion made an arrangement with record label UMG recordings to license his 1961 classic tune to Zenimax, but he was supposed to be able to bargain for a better rate or prohibit use of the song altogether if he didn't like the way in which it was being used. Dion claimed that Zenimax never reached out to him, and he didn't know how his work was being used until after the ads ran. He had been given a heads up. He could have either, or had he, sorry, been given a heads up, he could have either pulled the song, convinced Zenimax to make these ads tell the story of a post-apocalyptic struggle for survival without craven violence, or renegotiated a higher fee to overcome the negative association he saw in these promos. Actually, 
Um, this is what that brings up. So, so really quickly, I'm saying that this is going to. This was probably a default clause in all of his licensing arrangements that yeah. Dion always had the right to veto any use of a song. Sorry, exactly. go on, Carrie. No, that's. I, I was actually going to say that, and I was also going to say the fact that most of the time, if the company is handling the deal, then they won't say Dion needs a fucking phone call at his house so you guys can talk about it because they want a lawyer in the room. So they're not going to be like Dion. You know, give us the heads up. Usually, they'll have representatives there when that discussion mm-hmm. comes out. And I handled this exact thing, except not with music. And so it was a, basically a novelization in the film. And you don't just get to call. I mean, you can, but you can't make any deal. You can discuss, but the deal to go forward, everybody has to say deals moving forward. So like the idea that he's on the phone, somebody calls him on his rotary and says, hey, man, you know, we got some Bitcoin to pay you. And he's like, yeah, OK, that sounds great. And they just do the deal without uh, UMG's lawyers being involved. Seems crazy to me but hey who knows i mean who knows when it, it, it could have been something like i said there have been technical issues in the past there have been issues with like bad producers bad contract writers it could be somebody at umg who's didn't handle it the contract well that does happen i mean of course sure. it happens of course yeah, it so, does. so human error maybe not between zenimax at all and the guy but actually umg just making a mistake somewhere which yeah, filing papers, as I'm sure Lone knows, like you got to file shit exactly. You got to do this if somebody uh, makes a mistake. So then, sure. don't don't want to even talk about contracts. So then, yeah. what's <laughs> sure? Because uh, I'm I'm not familiar with this type of stuff. I'm I'm very new to this type of legal stuff. Even though when I was growing up, everyone told me to always be a lawyer because I always argued with people. But uh, I uh, <laughs> so I want to know this is not the good wife, yeah. Maddie. You can't just argue with people yeah. and be a lawyer. You have to be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Uh, my question is, let's say it was on UMG, okay? Let's say it was their fault. Does that change the uh, his argument at all? Does that still mean he can take this to court and try to get money out of ZeniMax? Well, yeah, if, but, it was on, if it was on UMG, the lawsuit would be against UMG. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm if, saying. Cause then let, it's let's like say hypothetically. suing the wrong people. I mean, yeah, let's say hypothetically that ZeniMax did tell UMG because, again, they're the licensing company. They're the ones that they're predominantly yeah. dealing with, not directly with Dion. Let's say ZeniMax did tell UMG and, and UMG didn't pass the information well enough on to Dion, then that should actually be a case against uh, UMG. And the court might actually say that and say, well, you're yeah. actually here against the wrong person. Bring back a better lawsuit. <laughs> and I just want to say... Since his name's Dion, all I can think of is like too legit to quit Dion Sanders out there singing this song now. It's completely stuck in my head. It's ruined me for this entire conversation. But you yeah, know what I, actually I, might happen here, though? You might have uh, a UMG listed as a second defendant. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. And, and then you have Zenimax as the primary defendant. That could happen. Interesting. This guy's going balls out. Get it? Because, mm. you know, like the song yeah. about a guy with yeah. his cock out and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a rock funny out to it's rock a funny... out. Yeah. It's All right. Um, I, any final thoughts on that little lawsuit going down? I love this kind of shit, man. No, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you get a kick off a of it. Definitely a murder. Yeah. Lone can flex his legal knowledge. All right. <laughs> Some ladies doing a murder. <laughs> Let's They're talk paying about... each other in Bitcoin. Oh, I got to get my timestamp booklet. Why? You got a timestamp booklet? Hell yeah. Right here. Did you just buy that for timestamps or just no? No, I I write down a bunch of shit in here. Just Just like my deep nighttime thoughts. Like you write to your girlfriend and shit. You're like, are you thinking about me while Mm. we're doing the podcast? Oh, God. 
Hey guys, it's the it. hardest thing to establish in a new relationship. Yeah, I'm not going to talk for about like four hours because I'm going to be busy talking about video games with a couple of dudes who I've never met. So, Matty, you you right now you look better than the trailer for Death Note on Netflix. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, I don't get that. I don't you either. Know, What's going on? You, you know what Death Note is? I know what yeah. Death Note is. I'm confused where where how I look comes into this. Is it the way I'm dressing? You just look like a white guy writing names in a in a notebook. Like okay. Death Note. <laughs> oh, I've never, I've never watched Death Note, so... You're an idiot! Uh, how do you not watch Death Note? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't watch Netflix anime. I'm not some fucking pleb like you. How about that? <laughs> this how is not that? Netflix anime. Yeah, I just my Welcome to Mr. Matty Plays, where all of us nerds call other nerds names. Yep. My nerd <laughs> exclusivity is better than yours. Exactly. Coming... We're awesome. You like Japanese culture and you don't know about I know about Death Note. No, he knows about Death Note. He just said <laughs> he hasn't never watched it. So you don't know about Mr. Death Note if you Mr. don't know Dude, the I know about it. I haven't seen everything in it. Missing out on it. Hmm. Interesting. I'll write that down in my notes as well. My, the fucking my name of the series one. is called Death Note, and you don't know that he writes stuff in his notebook. I actually would never put that together. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, like I, you, you know, these types of anime, you know... The, the, was the, was that samurai shampooy about some samurai with shampoo in his hair then or what? I mean, like the yeah, one exactly. Like, sometimes <laughs> random fucking names. It feels like they are. It, yeah. It's like all right. It, I'm just here for the, the naked, show and the characters. The naked giants with the game we Attack talked about. Titan. Attack on what? Titan. Titan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that well, one that, makes that's sense. That's kind yeah. of self explanatory. Yeah, Attack on naked Titan, though. Technically, like, if you want to. Are there any anime things? Attack of Titans. Young. That would be a great name. Attack. And then you got you got Dragon Ball. You know, talks about the Dragon, Dragon balls. balls in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Dragon's Balls. I mean, all right, it's not like a really right common thing, but there are some... I'm sure one of our listeners out there will let us know about an anime that um, doesn't have a... Not, doesn't have a good title. But has a title that has no association with what's going on whatsoever. Oh. Yeah, that'd be mm. interesting. It probably is. It's gotta be. All right, let's talk about uh, Doom Fizzlone. You had, a, you had a funny fucking joke when you hopped in this call about... Uh, about the Doomfist trailer, so... So, again, making fun of Maddie's appearance. <laughs> as soon as we joined the Skype call, I'm like, yeah, Maddie, I loved you in that uh, uh, origin story with Doomfist because it had Tracer in it. Tracer died. And Maddie looks like Tracer with his adorable little yellow glasses. Isn't it just cute? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. At least now I know I can kind of rock glasses if I ever need them. Mm. Um, fuck, I have so much shit on my desk. All right, I'll put it over here. Anyway... Yeah, Doomfist was revealed, finally. Um, this is a hero in Overwatch that has been anticipated for a while. Sadly, not voiced by Terry Crews. Um, uh, although his his physical stature and everything about him reminds me of uh, Terry I, I, Crews. I want to rant about that, but anyways, continue. Um, he's got a cool set of powers, very different and refreshing compared to a lot of the uh, Overwatch heroes in the game. Uh, he he kind of fights like a, a, you know, a MOBA character in a way where... He's all about coming in close, dealing damage melee-wise, and then retreating quickly with all the powers available to him. Um, at least to me, he reminded me, out of every character in the game, more than anyone, as just a strict MOBA character. Um, I think there might need to be some retooling, because like his ult, where you just pop up in the air and you literally just pick a part on the map, where you just do a meteor strike. 
Uh, I think that's going to be a, a slightly OP, uh, <laughs> especially when you, yeah, especially when you combine that with Zarya's ult, where you put everyone yeah, in a nice say, ball yeah. and just have him drop. I saw like a bunch of videos already about just him getting six man kills. Um, what else does yeah. he have? He has an uppercut move. He's got a shotgun on his knuckles. Um, he has like a dashing punch, and I think you can use that as an escape. Um, that's his um, alternate fire attack. So, yeah, he's a, a very different hero compared to the rest. He's under the attacker section. But uh, his backstory, I think now they've said, oh, uh, the Overwatch team has said that there isn't just one boss at Talon, but in fact, like a council of bosses. And Doomfist is one of them, if I remember correctly. And um, what's going on is that he has this view where the world only gets better through conflict. So he's got this way where he almost wants to fight for good, but it's clearly distorted. And, um, yeah, he has, like, a hatred for Overwatch, of course, because he's a part of Talon. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, has anyone had a chance to check out Doomfist? I saw it. I, I'm actually, it looked really cool. I wanted to um, rant a bit about people saying, oh, well, this isn't Terry Crews. He's not voice acting the character. And I'm just like, put Terry Crews' voice in the in the shoes of this character, which is clearly like, uh, well, the voice actor himself, um, he's of West African descent, Sierra Leone. Put vo- uh, Terry Crews' voice, you know, in, in the shoes of this fucking character. It would make no sense. It would make absolutely no sense. You can clearly tell, you know, the influences for this character. And he has a, a, a clearly distinct West African voice. Yeah, it wouldn't be a good fit. That's yeah, why they chose that's the this thing, character. Is like, it's not Fuck. that I don't not like the voice actor. I, I should clarify that it's not that it's it's not a good job he did. It's more so that I looked at him and just from a first look, I'm like, wow, that kind of reminds me of Terry Crews. Where the that's why everyone said there. Terry Crews. Yeah. So yeah. I um I was I wasn't disappointed really because. Here's the thing is uh, the, the Overwatch team came out way beforehand. We're like, yeah, we're not using Terry Crews' voice for if like, we use Doomfist. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't come as too much of a surprise. But uh, it's but another the new attacker. The character itself looks good. Yeah. yeah. Another new attacker, though, because Sombra was one. Now we got another one. Uh, have we got a – yeah, we got um, – who was the new tech? Arissa. Uh, Arissa. There we go. Yeah. So I think we have a new one in every category. Well, what are the numbers in every character category, though? Because I was saying, I was seeing a few people saying that we needed another defense person, and to say, be honest, he he should look like he's a bulky person, but his health is two fifty. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's weird. Yeah, he. Um, I agree because I don't think we've gotten a new defense character. I haven't played Overwatch in a good month and a half though, so my memory's a little foggy on what the new heroes are. But as far as I remember, yeah, there wasn't a new. No, there hasn't been. I could swear, but. Um, yeah, I think that's where the next edition needs to be made because now it's like they're stacking up on that attacking side because now we got Sombra, who's a lot mm-hmm. better now. We got Doomfist, who's clearly going to be like a, a good choice for people who always use Genji a lot of the times. Um, Arissa's a good choice to combine with Reinhardt as far as I'm concerned. I know some people don't like her, but if you're trying to like hold the choke point, I've always found her useful in comp. Um, but they always just do a good job of making like every option viable, so it really depends on the type of player you are. But yeah, I, I agree that um, we do need a defense player. But Doomfist just doesn't, doesn't fit that, you know. So I, I was doing the number crunching now, and I think with Doomfist, there's eight offense, six defense, six tank, and five support. 
So mm. it seems like it is a little bit stacked towards the offensive side. And eventually I think we need another support, to be honest. But, yeah, another tank would have been better, I reckon. Let me see. I just need to a, a double-check real quick on the defense thing. Bastion, Hanzo, Junkrat, May. Torbjorn. Torbjorn and Widowmaker. Yeah, so, okay, so there isn't a... Okay, I just had to make sure, sorry. Because I, I, I wanted to make sure... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, anyway. Maybe he could have been defense. Like, I think defense would have been better. Well, the thing is that he's definitely, at least from what I've seen, I haven't had a chance to play him either, is that he, he definitely plays entirely like, like an attacker, um, like a pest. Oh, of course. Almost, like a Genji. You know, he goes in, he does his damage, and then he has his L2 attack, which you can obviously use to hit someone with, but more so I think you're going to see it used to uh, escape and just dash out of trouble. And then mm-hmm. if someone's shooting at you, you just do an uppercut, you pop up in the air, and you just get away. So um, I think... Yeah, like I said, he's going to be a hit-and-run character like a lot of the attackers are. Uh, Tracer, Genji, Sombra, that style of play. Um, mm. and I think probably because they had a vision for him. I don't think the Overwatch team releases heroes like, okay, we need a we need to do a new defense hero to counterbalance the rest of the other ones. I think what they do is just have a vision for a hero, and they just put it out there. You know, yeah. I don't think they, they plan in that way where they're going to have like this even 10-10-10 split across the board or something when all the supports said and done but um yeah it's i mean it's awesome how they're still supporting this game it came out over a year ago now absolutely absolutely i agree it has me itching to get back because um i'm waiting for the update because i play on uh console with all my friends when it comes Mm. to overwatch so i haven't played doomfist and i am excited to finally hop into that one what do you think carrick you're quiet there on the overwatch front (laughs) yeah i've absolutely no clue about what anything you guys are talking about <laughs> it's so high level you're like man he's got 250 when it comes to health which is approximately <laughs> fourth of a fifth and i'm just like what the fuck man these guys are nerds they're awesome yeah you guys know that <laughs> I, I don't I, yeah no we're all nerds yeah i i just don't um i i played overwatch i really liked it but i've just been so busy i never i never got to return actually i think i returned one time for a weekend and that was it so i, yeah. I don't even remember what buttons do what i don't even remember I would have to go back and look at the maps to even remember names of maps. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. So just think of like big cities <laughs> in the world. Yeah. I, okay. Pretty that much. is true. Yeah. Futuristic big cities. But yep. I'm happy that they're supporting it, of course. But I think, you know, they're making so much money on it and, and all of the, you know, because they still have the chests and all that stuff. Oh. They're, they're going to support it for, I mean, I would assume Overwatch 2 is going to be quite a while. This is the thing, oh, right? God, I mean, yeah. These new characters, they're all free, right? This is my understanding. Yeah, yeah. Every okay. piece of DLC is free. That's fucking awesome. And they're making hand over fist with cosmetic, you know, cosmetic chests. This is the like, best model, I think, that benefits both a both a publisher and a consumer. Because mm-hmm. yeah, consumers are getting free content. Constant you don't need free it. content. It's not. And that's Constant. another thing that we have to emphasize. Because you know, some people might say, "Well, it's still shitty deal or uh, shitty whatever." The the loot crates. It's like, okay, I get that, but you're getting like every month they got something new. They just had a new map. Now we new got map, a new, hero. new characters. Yeah, yeah I had awesome. somebody bitch to me about um, Neverwinter Nights and uh, Star Trek Online, which are on Xbox and PS4, and then they were original on PC. And I'm like, it, it does. I got like 80 hours before I spent a cent. That's mm. 80 hours of fuck for free. Like, I mean, yeah, at some can't. point you have oh. to say, you know what? That's, uh, I mean, that's, it's a, that's, you, you have to return some money to the dev. Christ. You can't yeah, just be I mean, like, 
free, free, free. I don't want to give you anything. So, yeah, that's how I was with uh, out of all games. I remember Swotor because I remember I played that free for a while. And even though I mm-hmm. don't really like it, I was like, all right, I put a lot of time in this. I want to give them some money for the enjoyment I got out of it. And, you know, I, I think I bought a membership for a couple of months. Do you know what I think the issue is, though, guys, is I think that um, it's no longer even. So let me explain this. So Maddie and I both get a free to play game. Right. Mm-hmm. And we both play yeah. a ton. But let's say I don't like the customizations as much as Maddie. So what happens is instead of both of us spending 60 and being on an even playing field for discussion, what does happen and what causes a lot of criticism, I think, and confusion in groups is when one person has spent 30, one person has spent zero, one person has spent 50, but they love it. And another person has spent 150 and they don't like it anymore. And they all come together and talk. And there's no you can't just say, boom, it was 60 for all of us. We're all we're all basing our discussion on one particular pattern and and money point instead it's fucking everywhere and so you get some people who just get mad like maddie was saying where people are like but it's not cosmic and you're like i get it i do get that because they just don't like that stuff and then another person is like this is exactly how i want it you know blah 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 and and if it was always 60 i think that's a lot of gamers don't like gray zones not to be rude i mean we don't Mm -hmm. it it, it's our money and so it's like 60 bucks. Imagine buying a car and they're like, you may get that fourth wheel, but if you don't, hey, you can buy it on DLC. And you're like, yeah. that doesn't work. <laughs> you know? mm. But I, I, I can see why people are upset or not upset because that's too harsh a word. I can see why people don't like it as much as others. Um, but I think Overwatch is the best result that you could possibly mm. get. There's no mm. solution unless everything's free and somehow the developer and publishers make tons <laughs> of money elsewhere. Um, but Star Trek, everybody gets cash. Yeah. Basic income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the gamer gets paid to play the game itself. I mean, there will always be people complaining about it. I think the way that they're doing it, um, where there there can be someone out there who plays Overwatch fairly consistently, does not spend a dime, and they just enjoy yeah. the free constant updates. And it also makes it appealing to hop in later at this point in time and have all these heroes, all these maps, and it makes that 60 or uh, $40 initial spending well worth it now you got even more content than what we had at launch and it's all free it's not like you got to buy it then pay for the dlc afterwards so it's one of those uh good late investment types of products as well that's why i think it's the best by the way did you see my cheese puffs picture back here maddie yes i see (laughs) it's me it's me taking a picture of me eating five pounds of cheese puffs just so everybody knows that took four dogs and three days to get through well, all oh I say God. is beard. A beard, glasses, and beard. beanie. I... <laughs> you don't see the orange giant thing of fucking... <laughs> Honestly, I, that's not the first thing I saw. The first uh, thing not... I saw is your it's face. It's my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's funny. I, but, uh, um, what were you going to say? Sorry. Uh, I was going to ask, um, what news do we have on if these are going to be... Re- if Overwatch is going to come out remastered or whatever on the Xbox uh, One X? Have we heard anything? Nothing. That's, anything. A good, that's a good suggestion, though. Well, I'm just wondering if, you know, instead of Overwatch 2, it's like, well, we got the Xbox X and the PS4 Pro coming. We'll do it on those. We're starting. Well, that's the thing uh, is that uh, Blizzard, if they're good at one thing, it's putting out like a platform and just building and building and building and building. I mean, they have announced another version of Diablo 3 and people are excited. And I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> how many times can you buy this game again? Uh, and But I mean, people like those types of games and the same things happen mm-hmm. with Overwatch. I will be shocked if there's an Overwatch 2. 
There is so because they have such a huge player base now. They have over like what twenty million sales now. Like lots of people have the game in hand, so they can just keep stacking on that money from that same platform. And I think they have to wait until there's a really big dry spell in Overwatch for them to say, "All right, we got to reinvigorate things." And here's a whole update. But like I said, Diablo is totally different. Where if that game's still getting new additions, people are still going back to that. Although you have to actually pay yeah. for that. Um, I, I feel like Overwatch is well in the clear. I mean, it's a first-person multiplayer shooter, so I think it'll be just fine. And I, I, I personally, just based off what I see, don't foresee a Overwatch two, at least for a long, long while. Long, long. Mm. I mean, how long was the gap between? And I know it's a little bit different because of the support for it, but how long was the gap between Diablo two and three? I'd have no idea. Absolutely Fuck no it. idea. Forever. Because I played, let's see, I'm just thinking of where I was living when I was playing too. And it was a completely different city. So, I mean, it was like, wasn't it close to, I'm, I'm going to guess it was close to a decade. I'm going to look real quick. But um, it was insane. Yeah, and I mean, I know that there's still some type of support for Diablo 2, if I remember correctly. He got something recently. But, um, you know, you got to wonder if that's why they do it. If people are just constantly buying their products, they're like, well, why do we have to scramble to make something new right away? It's the same thing with Rockstar. Oh, GTA Five, it's number three seller this month, like five years after launch. Eh. It was twelve it years. Really what? is. I mean, every week GTA is in the fucking at least top five. I, if not my top thought 10. is like who who doesn't have this fucking game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who is still buying it? You know, anytime, it's, it's I, Minecraft I, is, is like the same too. I just don't get it. It's, it's, it's twelve years, by the way, Maddie. Twelve if you years. Didn't hear. All right. Yeah, so, twelve years. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Then I mean, that's a huge gap. So, who knows if there will be an Overwatch two for another decade? I wouldn't put I mean, it past I mean, them. Why? Why can't Overwatch be the next Counter Strike? I mean, that's the wh- other when thing. Was, yeah. Yeah. When was the game before Counter Strike Go? Was Counter Strike Source was wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This yeah. is gonna sound weird, the games I'd like to see get sequels are an Overwatch style game, and the game that I would like to see get no sequels but get a uh, a, a separation for a year or so and just a pack would be like an NFL game. So you know, True. we buy these NFL 2017 and 18, and they're like brand new animations. And you're like motherfucker, you can't record. I mean, humans react a certain way. You don't have new animations for 17. Humans didn't just suddenly bend differently. You know, and so. You're consistently buying and purchasing these titles over and over. I would rather have those games wait for a while because you're already buying gold and silver fucking packs and opening them and getting your, Guilty. you know, your Reggie White or whatever. So, Ugh. so why not, why not have that one wait for three years until new technology comes, and then and then update everything because the piecemeal updates bother the fuck out of me. Where Overwatch, due to speed input changes 60 frames versus 30 i would rather that game get updated more uh actually i would rather see an update is what i mean of that and then then the football games right now and and baseball yeah. and all of those fucking wwe 777 now with brock lesnar again you know and you're just like jesus the really? last wwe game i played and i liked was 13 that was fucking fun 13 that, was awesome after wasn't it? that yeah. i was just like what like i remember Xbox i think i got 14 and right? 15 with my friends and we were just like dude this sucks <laughs> like they have yeah. not pushed yeah. it forward at all but 13 was so good man i remember it was like cm punk crossing his fists on the cover that was a fucking fun game but yeah i i completely agree um, I think I think the thing is, and it's something that I think is a recurring 
uh, topic on our podcast is the uh, gaming sphere consumers like us who are in on the discussion all the time. And then right. all the other people out there who are just like, yep, new Madden. That's the only game I buy this year. You know, something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Uh, so it, it sucks. And I completely agree. Like I'd be stoked to buy a new sports game if it came out like every two years, maybe even. And you really see those big leaps forward where, uh, for example, NHL uh, 18 it's coming out this year in uh, uh, September, as always. And uh, for those of you who watch out hockey out there, you'd think this would be in a sports game, but it's being this highly touted new feature. It's called the dis- defensive stick. And so as a defenseman, or really when you're defending anyone, if you're skating backwards, you know, you kind of sweep a zone with your stick, and that's a new feature now. And it's like, wait, like this is... And they act like it's brand yeah, new. Right? exactly. And I'm like, yeah, this hasn't been in previous games, but this is like a, a staple in hockey. Like this is a fundamental kind of thing you have to do that you want to know to kind of... You know, you keep that zone, you keep that spacing, and then you kind of go for the uh, almost the attack and try to knock the puck off a stick. And and so I see that, and I'm like, all right, like I'm excited because yeah, that's going to make playing defense a lot easier and you know give me more options. But that's not something that sells a new game to me. Um, you know, a three on three arcade mode, it's like okay, cool, like you're having more fun with it. Um, but it's just like that's not enough to sell it. Like I'd like to see these big leaps forward. Is what I'm saying. So I'm I'm completely with you. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough, Long. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough, man. You Matty. stand with me on this? I do. No, what I what Solidarity. I was gonna say, what I was gonna suggest is that Overwatch should really be getting a, a proper single player campaign. Yes. Or, or yeah, some sort sure. of story. That would basically some... be Overwatch too for most people, you know. But you know what it should be? This is this is my humble opinion. I mean, nowadays you have these Overwatch shorts or whatever they are released every couple of months. People are clearly interested in the story and the and the background between you know for all these characters. Why not have like an episodic thing like Hitman, where every couple of months you're getting a new piece of story piece of you know story mode or campaign, whatever it is, for a new Hitman. new hero? Why not? Do you know why? Idea. Because I don't think they can continually monetize it. I just do not think they'll. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think the companies get so busy making so much money. They have stockholders for a lot of these companies as well. And any any idea of that is just like, well, you know what, guys? We we can't really monetize this in multiple ways. So unless they sold it in multiple ways, people only buy it once. And it, instead for them, yes. they're just like, close, 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 close. And you're, I mean, and it, 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 I, I get the complaint because single player is needed in that game. Titanfall 2 did it, though. Yeah. So, oh, what a great short, campaign. Short, what a fucking short, criminally underrated short. game. Yeah. I mean, I think the, yeah. the one thing that Overwatch has going for it, which is weird because it contradicts a lot of what people hated about out of all games, Destiny, is that a lot of its stories outside the game itself. You hear little character interactions. You see little Easter eggs around the map if, you, if you're aware mm-hmm. enough. Um, and, but, like, you know, you find those shorts outside the game. I'm surprised they're not included in the game itself. You know, like, each time a new one releases, there's a way to go access, like, a gallery or an archive. Um comics outside the game i'm also shocked that's not like an unlockable in game that's always boggled my mind um do you know what they should have done it's very niche and i think that's why they don't do a single player campaign i think they're definitely testing for something of those kinds because that um that recent one they did where it was like a sample of what an overwatch campaign would be like was really cool and i think it got a lot of people saying like all right i could see this really working so um i think they're definitely considering the idea but also i think they know that one of their strengths is definitely just the niche stuff, you know, having the fans do the digging, finding the Easter eggs, data mining, 
trying to uncover what the next big hero yeah. is. It, it it's free press. It it brings them so much attention. Do you know what I think they should have done with that? You know, try and incorporate the the trailers inside the game. I don't know if you guys ever played Mortal Kombat and remember the crypt, but essentially, as oh, you yeah. played the game, it would unlock the different pieces of like. Of, of, of shit, yeah, dude. jump scares, right? <laughs> but diff- different videos, different uh, concept art and stuff that yeah. you know you could keep unlocking as you play this game, and that could yeah. operate similarly Tekken with, with Overwatch. Too. Tekken yeah. Seven had it. Uh, that's my favorite fighting game this year, and that uh, also had it where you could unlock because they did have a story mode. It's kind of weak. It kind of it's very weak. And uh, Tekken you, story mode, yeah. Is weak. And it's uh, I mean, obviously, it's a game not known for its story, but you can yeah. go back and unlock like all the galleries from Tekken One to now, and uh, it's got like all the, the concept art, screenshots, movie clips to catch up on the story if you really want to. And the, the, the Tekken lore is actually pretty interesting. I'm not gonna lie, but um, it's still like I said, it, it's one of those things where. I'm shocked that that's not in the base game. Like, I would love to be able to have inside these loot crates these types of collectibles where I unlock a new comic or something and kind of, as I progress, learn the story, learn about the universe. I mean, man, the game itself keeps me going. If they put something like that in there, holy shit. I'll just say that yeah. much. You know, I, I would be hooked. I mean, I try to keep up with the comics. I try to keep up, well, trying to keep up. The shorts are easy to keep up with, but the comics, sometimes I lose track of. Sometimes I just don't feel like going out of my way to read them because that's, like I said, one of my big complaints with Destiny and many others was I want that shit in game. Like, I, I'm not going to be bothered to, to go out of the game. It just kind of breaks the, the disbelief. It's like it's here all the way on this website on the Internet, not yeah. in the game world itself. Just my thought, my little rant, my bullshit. <laughs> Feel free to rant whenever you want, Maddie. It's okay. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> that uh, wrap up our Doomfist Overwatch discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Cool. So now we have uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's getting a free patch. It's coming with a new difficulty mode, new game plus as well. So when you carry over, it brings your it brings all your skills, but you can't level past the level cap still. Um, it unlocks right. new tiers of weapons, and it adds a couple of new trophies. Does this entice anyone to fire up? And by anyone, I mean Kara, because I don't think Lone owns a PS4. So. I don't own a PS4, so I'll stay at this one. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, it it doesn't cause me to to be happy about booting it up. But I will say that it there if I do for other reasons because I just like the game, then N plus is great. Uh, I've never been a fan of that kind of N plus though. Actually, I've been a fan of sl- subtle changes in the story or or locations of characters far much far more than near. You know, we're going to allow you to keep your your items because, to be honest, a lot of times the game is leveled towards it making sense that you don't have a ton of stuff. Even in maybe you don't have a grapple gun to get here or here, but now you suddenly do. It depends on the game. So it, it it's exciting for whenever I jump back in if I ever do, but not in the way where it returns me to it because of that. Mm-hmm. That's right. nice. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't sell it like Zelda, fuckers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, I want to hear Lone's thoughts on that because I know we had Luke on last week. He talked a little bit about the Yo. DLC Lone. I saw you got the fully. Like, I think it's called. What is it called the fully charged Master Sword? So I want to get yeah. your two cents on that real quick. But uh, before <sighs> that, yeah, the Horizon thing. I'm kind of in the on the same boat here. I it wasn't enough for me to jump back in. Uh, my style of New Game Plus, I like, I agree, is the subtle changes in the story. That's why I, I adored 
uh, near Automata, even though that wasn't really yeah. subtle changes. Those were drastic. Um, actually, Route B was more subtle, I'd say. But um, anyway, I'm with you on that one. Um, what I also like is when it's like a, a full carryover, which I believe this is what it's doing, where it's taking all your skills, it's taking all your uh, your weapons and stuff. But what is really enticing about New Game Plus is usually like, oh, I didn't get everything. But in Horizon Zero Dawn, at the end of like my 30-ish hour adventure, I, I had all the skills. Right. I, you know, I had what I thought were some of the best weapons out there. You know, I didn't have a reason to go out and play again and bump up the difficulty because I, you know, they're like, yeah, we carry over your skills. Why not add maybe some new skills, increase the level cap. That gets me going again. You know, I have these new things to toy around with and experiment. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a lot easier said than done because that's applying new mechanics to this whole game world. But I mean, for me, it's just like, I don't know how you beat that game and don't have all the skills because it's pretty easy to level up. That's just I how I stand on it. Okay. Lone, your your thoughts on this Zelda DLC though? Uh, okay the the Trial of the Sword where you unlock the the full power of the Master Sword that was definitely fun and it was a bit of a challenge. I, I was really worried because I didn't realize that there were forty five different levels and I finished the first le- uh, the first segment of it because they were in three batches and I'm like oh that was the DLC that was shit but there's actually three bits to it and then it, it, it is a bit hard like i died a couple of times because it's not just about killing it's also about resource management it's also about cooking the right food and stuff like that so love that bit of the dlc everything else is kind of average because to find new items and new armor which are cool like the phantom armor is fucking sexy but mm. it's just going around the map and finding chests they're not tied to any quests which i think would have oh. been the better solution like, they, they technically are. Like, the quest is, here's a book that's at one of the stables. Go to the stable, read the book, and it'll give you a clue as to where the item is. And then you find the chest somewhere in the world. But there's not, like, kill this monster or save these people, and you get the item as a reward. And to be honest, generally, I think Breath of the Wild is lacking in good side quests. I just, the, the game doesn't do it well, I don't think. Really? So okay. I was still... Di- that's just my opinion. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was kind of disappointed with how the items were distributed in the DLC, but I did like the items. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I liked Breath of the Wild side quests, personally. I know I'm... I, I think I'm in the minority on that, and I only like them because sometimes I'm willing to forgive lackluster um, gameplay in a side quest for the writing. Um, I'd say Nier Automata is another example, like you know, most of those side quests were fetch quests, but the writing was exquisite. It was excellent. And so I didn't really care that I was collecting five of this or killing 10 of that or whatever, because what was happening in the game world was much more interesting to me. And I kind of felt that same way about Zelda where it wasn't as strong in that department, but um, like the, the personality of the characters around the world was like really just, it, mm. it was so different, you know, because it was such a believable game in some ways, but then you'd have like the, disbelief suspended but i think a lot of the that's just one of the most dynamic open world games i've played personally i mean Mm. like that that one clip where uh it was all over the internet where you could like go to jump off a bridge and some npc like sprints out he's like don't do it and it's like yeah yeah, yeah. you know you're constantly just jumping off high towers and soaring down like it's no big deal and then some guy it's like what happens when some guy sees you like he thinks you're gonna you know kill yourself kill yourself yeah and so uh, stuff like that's really cool um, another one was I, I found this random girl out in the middle of the I don't know where I was. It was like to the west of the Gerudo and um it was like in these 
calm plains and she was just kind of hanging out and i'm like all right i'm gonna go talk to her yeah. and like she asked for my help and all of a sudden she turns into one of those um, oh yeah yeah the yiga. Yeah, yeah, the yiga. yeah there we go and she starts like kicking my ass and she's got this super powerful weapon i'm like whoa 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 it i was here to help all the time like they're crying or something in the corner and then you go and talk to them because you're just trying to be a good samaritan and yeah. then they're like be gone from my master exactly. or something like that and, and it's kill like you. Th- that's what i'm saying you know and, and it's just like I said, it's such a dynamic game. I I appreciate it so much for that. But See, here's here's the it. interesting thing though, is because I don't mind fetch quests in and of themselves, but when it happens in a game like Fallout, you get experience points at the end of it. I mean, quests can be tedious, but so long as I get XP after it, I'm like it's okay because I'm I'm closer to the next level. Zelda obviously doesn't have that. There are no levels, so the payoff for doing those kind of side quests are you get some rupees, which you'd make more by selling food anyways, or you'd get some item that's going to break in a couple of hits anyway. So yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like the the re- I think the reward system in the side quest for for Breath of the Wild just isn't fleshed out as properly as it should be. I mean, and, and this is why I absolutely love doing the big master, the, the Trial of the Sword quest in the DLC, because now you have this fully charged Master Sword that's 60, doesn't break, and you have this beam shot that's automatic, and, and you always have it, and it's always lighting up blue. Like, that's mm-hmm. true reward. Yeah, and I, and I yeah. wish that more of the side quests would have had that. Like, even I, I don't even remember if side quests had like really cool armor that you could get. I know some shrine quests it's usually did. Usually, just rupees and kind of. But like it's usually just rupees payoff. or exactly no, exactly right. And I'm just like, oh, I, I don't need twenty rupees. I don't need like three hundred rupees means nothing to me mm-hmm. when I can cook three dishes and make it just as much. You know what yeah, I mean? I I completely agree with you. I think a lot of games need to start taking pages from like uh um the witcher 3 cd um not cd project red sorry um bethesda game studios open world games where a lot of these quests rewards you you almost almost always know it's going to be a unique weapon or armor as a reward for helping someone out and um you know yeah sometimes like in those basic fetch quests you'll just get some caps and a standard weapon and you're like oh all right but, like, you know when you're in the middle of that important quest, like, the game always pays off with some really cool spell or something like that that yeah. keeps you engaged. You know, the same thing, like I said, would be in Elder Scrolls. Um, so I think, yeah, a lot of games need to start taking pages from them in their games when it comes to side quests. Because what I've noticed is side quests have gotten extremely better in gaming over time. It's the rewards mm. that really are lackluster. Um, I think Nier gave because uh, I was talking about how much I enjoyed those side quests. I think they rewarded the player properly. You know, they usually gave you a lot of money, which could easily go towards one of the many weapons in the game, stuff along those lines, or, or cool chips to toy around with your character build, um, as well as yeah. the lore, which I thought was really interesting. But, you know, not many games do that reward right. And so, yeah, I think that's, like, where side quests need to start improving in generally across no, the, I, I agree. the game I agree. sphere. You agree with me, Long? You're you're picking up what I'm putting down here. <laughs> you always do that to me. I'm like, yeah, I agree, Mandy. And you're like, you agree? It means well, I like you. you. It means I like you guys. <laughs> it means he cares. He yeah. cares about your opinion. Yeah. No, but here's the thing, right? Like, I, I love Zelda, but it's because I love it so much that I'd love to see these things improved if they're ever going to do an open air, yeah. open world style of Zelda again. Oh, dude, yeah, that, that's the thing. I hope people don't misinterpret Lone hates zelda because people think i hate bioware i'm like no it's called tough love because i fucking like them stop Dude, assuming we hate things because zelda we're saying, oh, is this my could be better 
no, Zelda's going to be my game of the year. I can't stand. Like, that's how much I love it. Mm. But it's like, after 100 hours, you start to pick up on the things you don't like. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even the, like I said, even your favorite games have some flaws in them somewhere. You know, it's <sighs> it's like, depending on how much you want to ignore and stuff. But like I said, like, Nier will, uh, I don't want to say it's all said and done, but I can't imagine a game pushes Nier out of my game of the year spot. But, um, you know, th- that game definitely has its set of flaws. And I said it's in my top ten games of all time. Like, it's definitely, like I said, the, the side quests can be a little fetch questy, but I never felt they were redundant just because of how I enjoy my video games. Yeah, um, fair enough. So it's stuff like that. You know, you can farm some materials a little too much, but I like doing that occasionally. So it's the right place, right time, all that shit. Anyway. Yeah, cool. Um, let's move on to the next topic which is Shadow of War. Um, This is a game that was delayed to October, but we just got a cool piece of news that you're going to be able to transfer your Nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor into Shadow of War. Does this uh, sound like a cool... This is pretty unique, actually. Usually we hear, like, character data transferring or the game reads your save file. Oh, you played the the previous entry. Here's some extra goodies, that type of stuff. Is this uh, cool to you guys? Do you like what you're seeing with that? I'll, I'll let character. I feel like I've talked a lot. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I I talked way before that. You you're the only one who was playing Zelda at the time, so it made sense. Um, no, but see, I just butt in on all conversations. You <laughs> just talk on the ones that you have knowledge about. That's the difference between a smart ass and a dumbass. So <laughs> let's see. Um, I would say that I am. It, it makes me somewhat interesting. I'm playing it right now for Walking the Walk because I just finished your favorite game of all time, Mad Max, and um, <laughs> and uh, enjoyed enjoyed some of the differences there. And so I'm playing Shadow, or I'm playing what is it? The first one, um, Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. And I, I will say this: I like the idea that the developers came forward prior to the game being released and saying, "Hey, we care." You know, the bad guys like you said, where it's usually about your character and this is going to be about the bad guys. And then the sequel comes out and they're like, not only does the original about the bad guys, but you can load your character up. But to me, what's it depends on how it's used. Because for example, if I have a dude who's impervious to fire, lightning, life, death, and fucking animals, and then I, I put him in, am I going to have skills that are requisite? What if he is in the wrong part? What if he's in a part right at the starting and kicks my ass multiple? I mean, you know, people would say, well, you have to deal with it. But uh, and and you would as long as they balance it right. So I have a worry that they'll be rebalanced. And what that means is my worry is you will upload it, but that they will balance it for their gameplay, which in the end, I'm going to be honest, I would probably just play a vanilla title anyway. Yeah, like I would porting a name at yeah. that point. So it's you're, like... you're porting a name, yeah. And I would rather see, because I'm going to tell you, if they have the same nemesis with the exact same weaknesses, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if 2 doesn't have more. Like, more weaknesses, more gameplay elements. So I wouldn't want my guy to come in and be all lopsided. So I'm going to really look closely at what they're saying they're going to do before I decide between vanilla game and importing my Fair enough. Well, and you just started up Shadow Mortar. You said, how are you liking that? I'm liking it so far. I haven't played much of it. But it's been like over an hour, but um, I thought the story kicked off really well. Uh, the combat's pretty smooth. I like it. The way they introduce an, like the way they introduce a nemesis system, I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Not in a bad way, yeah, but like right, right. you, like the, the characters, the enemies that you'd meet, they 
be zoomed in and then they'd start chatting to you like oh i'm this guy like they're fucking wwe wrestlers yeah and i'm <laughs> so true and i'm just like wait what, what's going on is this the nemesis system at play and then it went into the menu and showed you all these enemies and saying you, you gotta track this guy down it was just really cool how, how it was introduced um and the world's still pretty pretty for a game that's a couple of years old mm. i like it i honestly do like it the one thing is is that when i tried to use mouse and keyboard it just did not work. Nope, I had to use a controller. Nope. Plug that controller nope. in. My nope. my go-to rule, Noah told me this, if it's a third-person action game, yeah. plug controller. in the controller. Absolutely. <laughs> Instantly. I was, that was like when I first got my PC. First thing he told me, I was like, that was golden advice, Noah. Thank you. No, um, I agree, yeah. I See, my thing is I want to be excited for Shadow of War. I think this is a cool idea. I just can't get myself to be stoked for this game. Um, me neither. Unless I hear... Something about the difficulty. If they give a good, hard difficulty mode, I will be into this game. Because then I'll be dying. Then I'll be really invested in Nemesis system. Then I'll be revenge-driven. Where yeah. in the first Shadow of Mordor, it was kind of like... And I'm not really dissing it, because I do like the Arkham combat system. But it was literally Arkham-esque yeah. Mordor. You know, it was like, okay. You know, you get the instead of breaking guys' legs and arms, you get to actually chop off their heads this time. Oh, and they sometimes don't like you particularly in that special way. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, I, I, I like the idea, but I just, I can't get into shadow of war right now. I can't, I think it's... I'm on uh, hour 11 and I haven't died yet, Maddie, like mm. not once. Yeah. And so that bothers me. And I, it's what happened. I'm d- I died twice as well <laughs> in an hour. What the fuck? You fall off a cliff and shit. Yeah. Actually, you can't die from falling. That's another thing that the game surprised. I forgot. You can leap off anything oh, yeah. and you'll just do the X-Men landing the stupid fucking knee down bullshit. And so you've got Aragorn or whatever his name is, fake Aragorn, as I called him, leaping mm-hmm. and landing like an X-Files character. So you can't even die that way. So I, I would like to know how Lone died. Did you poison yourself? Or <laughs> So what happened is that there was this one bit where you're in a cave and then a bunch of hunters are coming oh, at you. The spears, and there's, yeah. yeah, so I, I used all my arrows <laughs> on them, didn't realize that there were arrows I could have picked up. So I went in to kill the rest of them with a sword and then that fucking monster thing comes yep. along that you just can't kill with a sword, and you had to use the arrows against it. So that's how I died. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's, that's a legitimate complaint from a lot of people, too, that they wanted that part balanced. Because what he's talking about is a place where basically you have to have an item that if you don't... I mean, you can run in, like it's you said. It's the but worst you, feeling. Where you, yeah, you, you, you literally have to, to kill yourself in-game to get yep. the, the job done because you need the item right. to restock. And that is, I, I cannot express how much I can't stand when that happens in a game. Because uh, I feel like um, it's not impossible, but I felt like in uh, the first Crash Bandicoot when I was playing the remaster, um, there were certain attacks in the final boss that just based off how the colliders in the game worked, they were kind of, I want to say that the attacks weren't unpredictable, but where they were going to land, you know, it was very different from how the originals were from what I was looking at online. And so certain yep. things would hit you that really weren't supposed to were in my opinion, you didn't really need it, but it was definitely much more helpful where when you die enough times, your lives get low enough, you get one of the masks, which gives you that one hit of uh, protection. Um, that That's when I beat the final boss, when I had that one mask, because yeah. I was able to counter the, the same attack that was constantly hitting me. Um, not that the game was insanely hard by any means, it was tough, but yeah, that's, so, that, that's how I felt with that, and I think it ties into the discussion well. Um, yeah. So, Lone, with that said, after your one hour of Shadow of Mordor, I'm going to ask the <laughs> the question, you know, that probably isn't really smart to ask with a uh, an opinion that 
has yet to be formed. But uh, are you excited for Shadow of War anymore now after diving into Mordor? No, I'm definitely going to get it. Like the the whole reason why I'm playing this now is so I'm ready for Shadow oh, of War. I thought you were playing it to I... see if you want to play. No, no, no because I, be I'm careful. A... You might you, you might be hopping into the same game twice. You know. <laughs> No, I could be very, very much. I could be, but even nowadays, I'm more interested in story and narrative and games, anyways. And the way the cutscenes work in, in Shadow of Mordor so far are really good. Like they're nice and seamless, just like Wolfenstein was. Mm-hmm. Hey, as you play, and then the cutscenes just jump in. It it just works, as yeah. Todd Howard would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is that that first hour is is good. It establishes a good narrative, and then it just. <laughs> Just a nice we'll, nosedive. We'll, we'll see how we go. I mean, you know if, what was if it, cool? I'm sorry, go ahead, Lone. No, I was going to say, if it becomes that way, I'll just focus on the main story. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's an odd game. I, I, I certainly think that there's a lot of people who really, really like it and are stoked for the new one. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was going to say, when it comes to story, just for a second, I do want to mention something about Mad Max because this is the second time I played it. And I realized the hints that he's a ghost. And the first time I had played it, I was like, and this isn't spoilers because you never really know. But throughout the first time I played it, there were little things people said that really continually sounded a little bit off. And one of the characters, every time you return, if you're gone for even a little bit of time, he acts like you've been gone for a very long time. And he says things like, um, it's like a dog. <laughs> yeah, where were you? Blah, blah, blah. But here's the weird thing. If you're fighting and you get near him, sometimes he'll say this. Uh, like, Prophet of the Dunes, I saw you kicking and screaming out there. What were you doing? So he's seen you fight people who aren't there. Huh. And that's when I started going, what the fuck? And then I started talking to the Wanderer, the guy who gives you the power-ups. And then he starts hinting you're a ghost. And then if you beat the game and you go at the end, there's even more hints. But they, but Avalanche, I talked to him because they watched my Walk in the Walk yesterday. And they it emailed me. Nice. And I was like, can you tell, like, I emailed one of the developers. I'm like, listen, I need to know. Like, it, and he's, oh, we're not saying. But it, it was cool because it shows that stories can be div- delivered in a different way. That was vocal. Right. There was there was a few cutscenes, but a lot of it was just vocals, just just audible hinting little bits. And then you have like Shadow of Mordor, which is more we're going to show you and you're going to cut out of it and you're going to go to a full cutscene. And it's going to be sort of a a whatever, like a like a production. And Mm -hmm. I like the fact that now I like the fact that those two feel a lot alike. They've got the Arkham battle combat. They've got all those kind of things. They've got skill upgrades, but that they deliver their story in fairly different ways because mad max has fairly fairly few uh cutscenes it has not a lot it's got more like i don't know incidental storytelling i guess and so mac max the second time through i loved it but um it's too long to discuss in this video but Mm -hmm. i was gonna ask you guys and i forgot to email you um something happened in this playthrough that dawned on me why i liked it and why I probably have never talked to you, Maddie, about, like, I never explained it to you. Because, you know, you were like, eh, it was sort of boring. What happened to me is the same thing that happened to me in Black Flag and why I like Black Flag so much. Black Flag, when I leveled up, for some reason, I started attacking others all the time. I stopped doing the grindy quests, and I just started attacking people in the ship. Jacked off. In Mad Max, when you level up, I started, like, hovering. I started, like, hanging out on hills so I could zoom down and kill bad guys as they drove by. And I couldn't figure out why. And I was doing it for hours. 
with no grinding. I was getting nothing for it except for a tiny bit of scrap. And so you guys were talking about getting big quest rewards. I was sitting there getting almost nothing. And I couldn't <laughs> figure out why. And then it dawned on me that what was happening was it was true revenge for like what Max had gone through at the starting. Max has never really been in a power position, ever, even in the movies. He gets a car, and then the car is taken away right away. He, the second movie, that's what happens. The third movie, Tina Turner kidnaps him, and they sing, you know, Beyond the Thunderdome together, whatever. You know, it's like every movie, he's never really had the car. And so this time I had the car. And so what I found out I was doing is I was taking out revenge for, like, the movies and the starting of the game on the enemies. And I was just having a blast. And I did that in Black Flag. And that's why I think I like Black Flag so much is the gameplay in the ship became less about grind. It was available. But it became more about me becoming a pirate and owning the yeah, yeah, your own your own purpose, pretty much. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I liked Mad Max. I would say I totally get why people had, you know, found it boring, but people found Black Flag boring. So you never know who's going to find what. And Shadow of Mordor, you and I are definitely in the minority yeah. there. I mean, oh, God. we're in the minority. So I get it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. But I'm doing it for a walk in the walk, which is a different style of playthrough. It's like mm. looking at how the game world is created and the stuff about the ghost. And so uh, I enjoyed it more for that than just the storytelling. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I always do, find those underlying themes and, and types of storytelling that, you know, it's not all what you think it is. Uh, that right. Those are always interesting to find. Those are very fun, yeah. All right. Well, from that, we shall transfer over to Platinum Games. They have been teasing on their brand new Japanese Twitter accounts that there will be possibly, just based off some fan speculation, uh, Nintendo Switch ports from them. The games that are, have been speculated are, uh, I think it's called The Wonderful 101, and yeah. um, Bayonetta 2, of course, is definitely the other one. I, I can't oh, see how, yeah. can't see how they, they leave that one on, right. on just the Wii U. But you need the first one! <laughs> I think, Sorry. no, because Bayonetta 2, if you bought it on the Wii U, I'm pretty sure it came with the first one as well but this, this is what i mean if it comes to the switch you need the first one on the switch mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if they did that yeah. not like some, so, some games it doesn't matter like when you're getting fifa 18 you don't need fifa's 1 to 17 on there but when it comes yeah. to a game like bayonetta or any other kind of story game to me even dragon balls inverse 2 which is coming to the switch i would like to see the previous game on there too and then yeah. we can play you know both both games as a sequel as they were intended. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any uh, issues with the Switch's lineup gradually being more and more Wii U ports? It makes sense. Not enough people played the Wii U games. That's a fact. Um, mm. Especially because a lot of these Wii U games were very good. But does it, you know, bother you that we're just seeing ports? Like, you know, because what the speculation is, I should also cl- clarify, is that on their Japanese Twitter account, they posted like a picture of uh, Bayonetta and like it was a picture of her on like a top screen with like a blue and then on a bottom screen with a a red and it was uh like a hand-drawn art kind of looking like the the joy cons almost um like mm. those colors um and people were like oh you know we see what they're getting at kind of but um you know does it bother you guys at all that we're just not just exclusively but we are seeing a lot of ports come from the wii u over to the switch um okay for someone that hasn't played Wii U games, I don't care. Like, yeah. Pokemon Tournament's I, another one that just came to mind. P- Pokemon Tournament, obviously Mario Kart 8, 
like I played the shit out of that game and I, and I enjoyed it, even though it was a Wii U game because I'd never played it before. And as you said, Maddie, a bunch of people that have played or bought the Switch haven't played Wii U games. That being said, it would certainly be good to get more new, you know, single-player games or, or whatever it is. You know, I'm thinking, like, what's... The games were always there on the Wii U. Why didn't people, if they wanted, if they thought the games were good, if they thought they were cool, if they wanted to play them, why didn't they try to play them on the Wii U? Why is it suddenly more appealing to play these now because they're on the Switch is my question. And, and it, more so in, for a lot of Switch owners replaying them. It's, you know? it's investing in a new console. I mean, no one wants to buy a new console just to play a couple of games. I, I know some people will. Some people will buy a 3DS just to play Pokemon. But I'm like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to spend $250, $300, whatever it is, just to play one game. There needs to be more reason for that. And I think people view the Switch as there being more reason because you can play it on the go. So now all of those old games do have an appeal to it. And now that they have the Switch, they're like, well, now I'm not going to go buy the Wii U to play those old games. I just want them to be ported. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the people I talk to aren't very happy at all with their Switches just because of the library. So any games are better than no games. I know that the classics and stuff has pissed them off because it's like all that money should be going to new IPs. But when it, when it comes down to it, it should have more games. It doesn't piss me off. It just makes me... It, mm. it, you know. And I would say my answer for you is why weren't they playing it on the Wii U? Because Breath of the Wild wasn't on the Wii U, probably. <laughs> like Breath of the Wild made <laughs> yeah. a lot of people fans yeah. of Nintendo who weren't fans of Nintendo, including a lot of devs. You hear... Um, I mean, Ken Levine... Levine, Levine, I always pronounce it wrong. I think um, that's all he can talk about half the time on his Twitter uh, is, is Zelda. Uh, they, they, he was even on a couple podcasts about it. So I, I think that the Switch is mobile. It's got that one Zelda game. And so people see it as a bigger library, like the Xbox One with backwards compatible in a way. They're like, yeah. OK, just added. They, they, they didn't have a 360, which is crazy. Or they did. And they're like, in the gap, we always talk about the gap. You and I joke, there's too many good games. But really, there's also a lot of gaps where there's nothing. And you're like, fuck, Damn. I'm going to buy <laughs> Super Beat Boy 77 or whatever. Yeah. And so instead, if you can go, hey, the Wii U port of Bayonetta is coming out, then that's a little bit of added value. May not be the same as a new one, but it's a little bit. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Right place, right time. Because I was just saying that, you know, it just hits the flavor at the right time where people are like, I'm in the yeah. mood for something new. And then, you know, right. you drop one of those. We don't know yeah. if it's coming that soon, but still, it's a it's a really good point because um, summer's always good for the the backlog catch up. Have you guys been playing yeah, anything uh, anything different lately? Not that I've haven't talked about. It's been yeah, Shadow of Mordor and Zelda. Me too, Shadow of Mordor and mm. uh, Mad yeah, Max. Shadow, Mad Max, but done with it. Yeah. Anyone here play Gravity Rush two? Um. No. All right, I just no. I started that one a couple of days ago, so I've been enjoying. Do you know, that. Do you know what the next game on my list is before we get to the busy October period? It's near. I'm going to play near because oh, Rachel cool. has been convincing me to to play. Rachel, it. really, Rachel. We both yeah. rated it as right. like the best what? game of the year, and he's what? like Rachel, <laughs> who doesn't rate Are anything. Are you fucking says I should kidding? Where your wives? Damn it. Or girlfriends? Where your secondary girlfriends? I don't Yo, know why I you swear have. I need. Oh, he's my. so upset. <laughs> I'm going to talk to her later. Oh, my God. I'm going to fucking chew into her. Ask her, ask her what yeah. her magic spells are, because yeah, it's not like I've just been sucking the figurative cock of this game for months on end. No. It just takes Rachel's one word to be like, oh, Lone, I like it a lot. Oh, I'll play it. Swear. I think you'll like it. 
I, I, it's uh, just enjoyable as hell. So oh, cool. man, I'm just dying. really so good, good, really good overall battle system. Everything right. about that game was fun. I'm glad Rachel recommended it to me then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 just just fucking eat it up. Yeah, just go on. Oh my god, uh, that, that's too funny. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just remember, who, I'm I'm one of the many who got her into that. So just keep okay. that in mind, alone. When you're enjoying so, so the game, it, it, it all comes back to you. Yeah, it all. Yeah, it's got to be about me. Of course, it's got to be about <laughs> me. That's great. So. Let's move on to what is our final story we have written down. Uh, Raphael Colantonio leaves Arcane. This is a little bit of oldish news at this point in time. His reasons for leaving were quite vague. Uh, he made sure to say that uh, Zenimax brought his games to the next level, which I think is true because um, they saved definitely, the company. definitely yeah, saved the company, gave them the money to make Dishonored, which put them on the map, um, gave them the money to make Prey, which a lot of people enjoyed. So... Um, we have this guy who founded this company in 1999 or 98, and he is leaving now after 18-ish years. Um, I think a lot of people are reading deep into it from what I've be- seen on stories about it. Um, people think there's something else, like maybe it has something to do with Prey. I think it's just that the guy's been at the same place for 18 years. He probably wants to do something new. He probably has money to sit on for a little bit, and he's like, you know what? I want to take a break. I, I can't blame him. <laughs> You know what? It's exactly the same as it's the same as Ken Levine shutting down um, Irrational. I mean, yeah. imagine being at that on the top of the of a developer like that or at that position for that many years. I mean, after a while, it, it would just drain you. I mean, passion can only take you so far. So it, it seems like after two very big games that they just developed, that he just needed a break. And unfortunately, when you're not like a Ken Levine, where you can say, alrighty, 2K, let me have my own tiny little studio, and then there's no other solution. I would say I, that's exactly what happened. That they mo- that's exactly it. I bet you there was a discussion. Because first of all, the assumption is is that you know it could be Prey, whatever. Maybe they wanted him to make something he didn't want to make, but then he, he had the comment where he said, listen, you know, I haven't had a day off in 18 years ever. Exactly. And yeah. when you say that and, and you mix the two, usually you never come. If if he hadn't had a day off in 18 years, then what changed at seven years, 354 days? What may have happened is to to break the camel's back is a discussion where he felt it's going to continue or we're going to continue in a way that my passion isn't driving me. And that's when the switch happens. And that's pretty normal. Most people don't just leave because an arbitrary date comes up. They leave oh, yeah. because that date comes up and something else and multiple things. And family members getting older. You know, even, for example, I've only been reviewing for two and a half years, but I am I work almost seven days a week. And it's like my own family members like, okay, this is getting stupid now. Like, yeah. like I've missed a Christmas or two. And they're like, you need to, like, we need to figure out what's going on. And that's not 18 years. I mean, that's insane. 18 fucking years, dude. A lot of us have kids that are younger than that. Mm. So... It, I think it makes sense uh, for a guy like that. I completely you know? agree. I'm, <clears throat> I'm not gonna. I'm not bitching when I say this personally. I'm not saying Carrick was. Um, you know, I, I don't really have a lot of days off either. I think when you work for yourself in this type of environment, um, yeah. or you work in a creative field where you really need to keep driving your energy into it, you don't get many days off. Uh, that's why I always say, nope. uh, if you're a YouTuber, schedule your uploads on a Friday, have them ready for the weekend, and just fucking shut off your shit for the, for the weekend you'll be shocked how much of a recharge it is even if you miss a yeah. couple emails it's fine it's fine i've had to teach myself that for a while and sometimes i find it hard to pull myself away 
But um, yeah, and he's awesome. running an office, which means his passion has to direct and focus other people. That's 18 years. I would I would say he's about eight years farther than many others who've left at te- a decade. Yeah. This will sound creepy, and I hope I'm not saying in a creepy way. But I remember I was at PAX East, and it was when I was getting ready to meet Bethesda, and um, there was a prey demo going on. It was like Pete and a bunch of the other Bethesda PR were like hanging out, and they were demoing prey for everyone. And I remember just kind of like I was leaning against the wall, and like there walks by Cole Antonio. I was just like, oh shit, like you know, I'm not going to say anything, but like I remember him just like intensely studying the audience engaging their reactions right. to the yeah. demo and stuff. So I don't think, and you know, a lot can change in a month and maybe the reception to pray can change a lot. Um, but I, I don't think it was a lack of passion. I don't think he, uh, no, had no, any less investment. I just, I think it's what Carrick said. I think there was, it was going in a different direction or he was just like, you know, this is it. This is my last project for now. And I'm going to leave for a little bit recharge the batteries because you know it's it's happened in so many different fields not just entertainment where if you leave you recharge your batteries you come back that like inspiration's there again it's ready to go for the rest of your life you know so i'm waiting for the doctors from bioware maddie come uh, back uh, quit brewing quit brewing beer motherfuckers uh, come back (laughs) and and here's the thing right i mean you don't be in a position for that long for 18 years without having the passion for it but after a while i mean something's got to give and yep. what the the average length in for most people in jobs, I think it's what three and a half years now, maybe less than that. Yeah. So so anything more than five years is considered a long time now. Eighteen years doing the same thing, I think anyone after a while would just say, "Look, I love this, um, but I, I'd like to to take a step back and and focus on my family," which is exactly what he did. He's like, yeah. I think he said, "I have a son or something that I, I want to focus yeah, on, did. put all my attention on." And uh, maybe it, after a while, he'll come back with his own smaller studio. And, and let's be real here. He's probably saved very well and made a bunch of, well, not like he's rich, like he's like a millionaire, but he's probably done well off that he could comfortably he's do a much smaller projects. A pretty popular developer now. I'd say he's it, doing pretty look, well. If it, and Here's the thing. If he was acquired, oh, right, they bought a stake in was. the company, right. he, he would have yeah. made so much from that. So Yeah. And if he's a co-founder, there there would be a, a there would be a buyout as well. So oh, and there would I, be share options in in Zenimax. Yeah, too. I would assume he's probably. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Of course, yeah. He's yeah, I would assume he just, he's it, not only is he fine. I he's don't think many people with that say chick uh, at the riverboat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think many people decide to quit their job without a backup financial plan. Yeah, so I, I'd right. have to assume safely that he's he's riding clean right now with some good money. Yeah. Um, do you know yeah. a lot of guys that I've talked to now doing, I did Raw Fury Games, David Martinez, and a couple other, I did some interviews, and a lot of them are saying game developers are leaving at some point the development community and quietly interjecting themselves into PR companies, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, he was like, yeah, he was like the number of people, and, and they're not usually American. Like, what I mean is they might be an American developer, but uh, the American PR company is not as much. There's Swedish, there's a couple, I think that's where Raw Fury is. But he said that um, it wasn't only him. There was somebody else who was saying this during an interview that like those people are either leaving or they're just deciding to stay in the industry but take their their knowledge to somewhere else. And one place to take it is to a PR company to tell the PR company back off or to have better relations with the, uh, the developers. Yeah. Hmm. And so David was saying like those are the people that are worth a m- bunch of money because they'll save you a bunch of money. Those are the ones who hmm. will be like, you're going to lose out if you tell this development company they should release in a year because they won't be ready. 
So give them a year and six months and give them some, you know, some bonuses and all this kind of stuff. And trust me, you know, the return will happen. And so I would not be surprised if he doesn't come back as like a consultant or we don't see him, you know, because 18 is a long time, like the doctors, long time to be invested. So we can see him come back, too. I mean, who knows? It's, I would like to see him come back because I like his games. Yeah. Yeah, you like Prey a lot, too. So I'm sure that one definitely sucked for you. Um, I'm more of a fan of, of Dishonored. I've, I've gone over that before. But, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks to see him go anyway. He's obviously made great games for everyone. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he, he was apparently behind Ark's Fatalis. Have you played that before, Kerry? Oh, like I've a lot that, of, like, so many times. Okay, I was going to say, because, like, what anytime I read an article about this news story, everyone was like, he was buying Arx Fatalis, and it was always like in parentheses, a game you must play, by the way, if you have not. Like, you know, it seemed like one of those games that didn't get enough attention or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of Obsidian Protocol, cause I, or um, Alpha Protocol, oh, yes. I always tell That's you, I where it was like to. Bioware Light kind of title. Mm-hmm. But um, that was sort of a RPG that was much more crunchy than we were accustomed to when it came out. Pretty crunchy. Like, you got it, and you're like, what the fuck? I mean, I wouldn't say Dark Souls, but it certainly, it, it wasn't on the same level of other games. It wasn't that fancy, you know, <laughs> high fantasy. It was like, yeah. um, you're fighting evil, venomous spiders in a room this fucking big. And you're like, what do I do? It was pretty cool. It was, uh, <laughs> it, it's a fantastic game if you get a chance. That'll uh, do it for our entire news list, though. Any Any other things we want to go over at the hour and 24 minute mark? Um, no. What did I send you? I think Xbox at uh, 4K something. Oh I I yeah, saw. the 4, 4K benchmarks for for yeah, Xbox One X. Cool. Um, cool. so essentially, so have we. Okay, I'm gonna have to search to to find the specific numbers. You want me to cover? But, it? Oh, yeah. No, if if you know it off the off the top of your head, go go for it. I, I don't know the numbers, so I'll just cover the main story. If you want to look for the numbers while I'm doing it, yeah, that's what um, I'm doing now. So basically what happened was um, some developers and and Digital Foundry got this data on how some games quickly ported to the Xbox One were doing uh, at 4K, which is is Microsoft's plan. No no optimization, just a port. No optimization, right. And the only game that I saw that had an issue, they, they tried to hide what it was, but you could figure out which game this was within seconds because of its numbers. But it was yeah. Star. It was Battlefront uh, yeah. One, Star Star Wars, and that was at 720p, and uh, it had some issues. But I was I was actually pretty surprised for non-optimized, um, you know, getting those up to 4K. Just how many of them were showing huge gains? Like that is a pretty beast system, to be honest. And they were just showing. They didn't say the names of the games, but you could guess on a couple of them just because a couple were really odd resolutions with really odd uh, frame rates. And no, definitely. They um, what did they want? They was was the goal just 4K or was it 4K 60? No, I think 4K, 4K. 30. Yeah. See, I, I I finally fucking got the numbers now. So, um, and, and again, they don't indicate the games. You kind of have to to determine Do them yourself. Stuff, but yeah. one of them that's probably Forza, right? Uh, going from 1080p to 4K. Uh, it actually increased in frames by uh, from 77 to 91. Gears of War increased in frames by about three. Um, but here we, but then Star Wars Battlefront, 1080p on the Xbox One, 60 frames. I think that's meant to read 720p. That looks like a mistake. Um, it went to 38 frames in 4K. So that's the only one that had a, a bit of a hiccup. But in most cases, 
either there wasn't much of a drop or they actually increased in frames. And that's pretty big because, again, th- these weren't optimized ports and it was just going straight to, to, to 4K. So yeah. it seems like a pretty beast system. And I, I know that there were concerns because, what, AC Origins wasn't running at native 4K. There was checkerboard rendering. I think there was another game. I can't remember. But Shadow of War is going to be native 4K. My best guess is Metro Exodus will be 4K because they're oh, such yeah. a fantastic fantastic developer um yeah. yeah so it seems like a pretty decent system but here's the here's the biggest thing right when you go from base xbox one to to xbox one x at the very least you will be seeing a four times increase in graphics it might not always be native 4k but it will be four times plus from what you were originally experiencing on the xbox one yeah mm. it's uh, it's it's actually pretty insane i mean just looking at some of the raw numbers especially pre uh, dx12 adjustments We'll see how, yeah. how much optimizations and stuff like those matter, but um, it was nice to see because I haven't been super happy with the PS4 Pro. Not as happy as I wanted to be, I guess, would be the easiest way to describe it. So Fair enough. It, it's nice to see that if this costs, what, you know, what is it, 500 and if it performs like that, depending on what they look like, and, and a true 4K for a lot of them, then, I'll, you know, it's a better deal, I think, than I was originally. Yeah. Oh, but here's, here's the thing, though, right? Here, here's the interesting thing. So nowadays, Microsoft is really supporting PC, which I think is great. Like, most of their exclusive games are coming to PC, whether that includes Halo or Gears of War in the future. I don't know. Maybe Gears of War was released on PC, too. Anyways, so apparently there's going to be a new update uh, for Samsung TVs that includes Steam Link. And yeah. Steam Link at 4K... And when you have a home network system that where everything's wired like I do, I'm just like, do I even need to buy an Xbox One X? When I got my PC, I could upgrade that to a 4K computer, which I have to do, or eventually I have to do in a year or something anyways, and then have games streamed to my 4K TV in 4K. That's a no-brainer. I'm, I don't need to buy an Xbox One X. Well, then they're not selling to you. I mean... Uh-huh. No, like, I, agree. I, I get yeah. it. Like some people, they're you know, it's like some people like Sony titles, so Microsoft it won't sell to them. Some people like Gears of War, so Sony systems don't sell to them. But I, yeah. I think that's a legitimate claim. I think one of the problems with PC, especially Steam Link, which I'm not happy with wireless, but wired I'm fine with. The, oh, you know, wired, any wired fine, system. Yeah. Um, but I already have an HDMI to my TV, and so I don't even need a you know Steam Link. I just pretend like the PC is connected to that TV and yeah, yeah, yeah. I I still would get an Xbox One for various re- or Xbox One X for various reasons including the fact that I can't run 4K right now with my 1080 Ti all the time at 60 no, FPS. Yeah, definitely. Can't. And so if their games are optimized even if their settings are a little bit lower than a PC title, the ability for me to just turn it on you know and just have it work, that speaks a little higher to me. Um, but that's cool because it shows that there's this group in there that may decide I don't want to get a new PC I don't or get a PC at all and work those things. I just want a console, and it may push other people to say it's time for a PC. Hmm. It, it's going to be really interesting. Also, I will say this: I am surprised how many people's spouses, female and male, I don't want anybody thinking this is gender specific, who get pissed when you wire your house. Holy oh. shit! Oh, yeah, man. When I was installing home theaters and I was like, we're going to put an HDMI. Holy shit. Like people would be like, (laughs) you're going to what? Be like, well, dude, we can't get it 40 feet away. We have to 
We have to get that signal there. And they're like, you're not running cable here and there. So that sometimes is an issue too. And then they want to go wireless and Steam Link wireless. I'm sorry. No, that don't is, use it. I'm not happy with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, any, any kind of trying to stream games right, via right. wireless is just not going to work. I, yeah. I, even if you have the, the most fastest wireless possible, wide is always the way to go. Um, but I, I totally get what you mean with having wires around the house because my TV is separate from my PC now uh-huh. and I think my girlfriend and my, my landlord would kill me if I tried to, to <laughs> run a HDMI from my PC to my TV. Just duct tape it to your fucking yeah. ceiling one day. As you guys like ever tried that before? <laughs> running, but, uh, running HDMI from your PC to your TV? Oh, yeah. That's Maddie not listening because that was my entire explanation. Yeah, that there you go. That, that was me looking at my phone for a good <laughs> five minutes phone, and, and then trying listen, to chime in at the wrong time. We're not your as, girlfriend, as Susan. We're not your girlfriend, Susan. You need to I listen apologize. to us, bitch. I apologize. No, but, uh, yes, that's yeah, what I'm doing yeah. right now. Okay, yeah, because that's what I did when I first got my PC. I um, There's I a wire on right my away. floor, dude. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know how to install stuff, and I don't want to put a wire in just because, and my wife comes and steps on it. She's <sighs> just like, you need to knock that shit off. And... My wife knows what I do for a living, let alone a husband or a wife or kids tripping on the fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my my house is not kid friendly either. That's another, and because of those, it's yeah. not. Like, not friends will be all, hey, can I? No, not because of the dogs. The dogs are lovely. It's the kids running around. I don't want them to trip on the wires and yeah. fucking break an arm or something. And I have yeah. shit room everywhere. So. This is why I need to, I want to buy my own house, but it's not going to happen. But if I did buy my own house, I mean, I'd just have a man cave and everything would be there. And it'd be yeah. fucking beautiful. I am looking forward to that day. You know what I'd do? <laughs> I'd have a single bedroom in a corner of the house. That would be everybody else's shit. Bathroom, kitchen, everything. And, just that <laughs> and the man cave would be the fucking home. People, well, I'd be like Rob Zombie's house if you've ever seen MTV Cribs. His house is fucking epic. You would walk That's into great. my house, you'd be like, there's a roller coaster in Carrick's house. I'd be like, yeah, bitch, there's two. That roller coaster <laughs> takes you to another one. There's yeah, fucking there are fucking two. slides that connect rooms. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can leap off this roller coaster at any fucking time, right into a goddamn <laughs> slip and slide, and then up in that room up there, take a shit in a porta potty. Go. That's great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> anyway. Anything else? No, I, I think I've covered all the things that I wanted to talk about. Good stuff. Good stuff. Carrick, any final words? No. Everybody enjoy their weekends. It's going to be hot here. For. 91. Well, there's been nice here. I've been enjoying it because I've been I've been going on daily runs, and I've been using uh, oh. Snapchat as a motivation. Because what I do is every day I take a, a picture of something on the path, and I just mm-hmm. say like this is run number nine or this is run number ten. And I've just been doing that just so I feel like um, it sounds kind of stupid, but it's like almost like an obligation. It's like all right, like I got to run because like I, I marked down this as nine, like I got to go do ten. You know what I'm saying? So I've been yeah, doing that. That's lately. a good idea. Yeah, very cool. Good for you, I mean, Lone and I. We just eat fucking uh, marshmallow peeps. <laughs> just fucking I just, and, Mar- and she's and she's uh, fucking balls. Yeah, that's she's... all. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I I absolutely I I don't hate do actually you know what? I I hate cardio. I'm I'm much oh. rather prefer lifting weights. Um, even though I know yeah, I'm like so... all right, I I, I got to do my 20, 30 minutes of cardio before I I do weight exercises. It just I'm the opposite because I it's like, so boring. I running. like conditioning. Yeah. That's why I don't run on treadmills. I run outside and stuff. Cause oh, exactly. Treadmill running is boring. It's treadmill boring running as fuck. Is boring. You know, because I'm just like, mm, okay, like something has to happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm the opposite. I I like um, I like cardio first. Um, may, I I don't know if it's just because of the the sport I play hockey. So I like that conditioning. I like 
training myself to like run insane distances doing sprints and shit to like but not really feeling gassed afterwards like that's more Mm. powerful to me than being fucking jacked um like i obviously (laughs) have to do some type of strength training if i have to play that type of sport but for me that's where i i really absolutely yeah it's just loans just fucking yoked man he's like going nah, to yeah buying just like the open, open his hands and every every picture he takes of his body just look at my oh, oh, maddie you've got to show the veins on on, on the arms on the forearms yeah. you know that you've got nice like you're a guy who like when he takes a mirror selfie he kind of grabs the back yeah. of his head does in his this. belly where the the v and he's like yeah yeah, yeah, he's yeah like, i know just flexing a little bit sneaking into gnc buying all the products the fda is trying to pull he's like <laughs> fuck man it's it's used to it's a bit pudgy now (laughs) it's a u (laughs) it used to be a v it's a fucking u you are a w if you're really getting if you're really putting on the weight it's more of a a fucking o that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) nope that's it for me that's all i had all right cool well this is a this is a great episode i hope everyone out there enjoyed hashtag my shit in a porta potty shit no no i thought my my v is a u (laughs) My V is a U. Yeah, yeah we can do that. I would mean, shit the body be great, but my V is a U. People want yeah. that at all. That's great. All right. So if you've listened to this point in the podcast, tweet us the hashtag my V is a U. Yo, it always bugs me out because I do early access for the Patreon. So I'll be sitting there and I'll, I'll upload it oh, on yeah. Patreon. And then, like, it'll be Friday, and, like, I'll be doing something. I'll, I'll go on Twitter at night, and I'll just see, like, a couple of hashtags sent our way. I'm like, oh, shit, did I upload it early? Oh, fuck. And I'll, like, I'll go straight to YouTube, like, all the time. And oh, I'll be like, oh, oh, right, early access. No, it, okay. it's been happening. Like, people tweeting me tonight, because we usually yeah. co- record in the morning on, on Saturday for me. And people are like, yeah, hashtag. I'm like, you've listened to the podcast already? <laughs> How the fuck is this possible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so it, it always freaks me out at first, and I'm like, "All oh, right, I I gave them early access." I like yeah. how low you've never even asked about that. You didn't. I don't even know if you knew. I didn't know initially. I was just like, "Whatever." Yeah, just whatever. It's Maddie's problem. Fuck him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you fuck Maddie. Yeah, I want to play hey, near and hey. not thank him. Mm-hmm. So you know, as long as you uh, like the game, that's all. That's all yeah. I care about because it's a Japanese game. So, you know what? Uh, we didn't do something, but I'm going to put a spoiler in here. So, Lone, can we talk about specific things? About what? What game? Uh, uh, no, uh, like Discord stuff. That oh, stuff. yeah, go nuts. Well, you have, no, your stuff. Yeah, yeah no, I- I'll absolutely happily talk about that right now. Mm-hmm. Did you talk about it at the starting of the podcast? You should have pimped it, right? I'll, I'll pimp, no, you won't, because the- here's the thing, launch, right? right? So, so. Yeah, so... If people don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about a new collaboration channel that myself, yeah, uh, uh, Carrick, Maddie, a bunch of all the props for man busted his fucking ass. Oh, it's it's been a fucking yeah. uh, lot of work. Anyway, so we um we're creating this group collaboration channel where essentially it allows us to have a platform to play games t- together and to upload that content because mm-hmm. um, we don't really do that individually. So it'd be good to to have a place for that for that. And we've done a soft launch of the channel. It's you can find it uh, at collab mode on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. I had to wait until we confirmed the custom URL for for YouTube, um, but that's live now. But we haven't done the official launch because we don't have any videos for it yet. We're kind of in the process now of getting together calendars and little avatars for people. We need an intro for the channel. Like there's so much shit that needs to be done, but we're working through it. 
So it should it should be fun. Like I think we're going to be doing a, an Elder Scrolls Online series. Mm-hmm. Bethesda is probably going to give us codes for it too, which will be good. Um, yeah, should be fun. Yeah, um, we are getting a lot when you of do awesome get it all. In. Yeah, for sure. When you do get it all up and running, we got to make sure at the starting of the podcast when you say it's me, you know, loan. We pimp that too. Oh, we'll, we'll definitely will. Yeah, and and I'll I'll look to, if anyone can make a, a video on their own individual channel about the channel, um, then that would be even better. Then it will grow. Cause here's here's the thing: like the intention of this channel isn't really to make money; it's to help everyone individually grow their own channels. Really, because if everyone promotes it, and then a bunch of different people go to this one channel, exactly. and then everyone else gets promoted through it. We all just grow. That's that's one of the big intentions for it's this. Also so, a lot of people to split money between. <laughs> oh, it's too many people to split money between, really. And yeah. if there was going to be money involved, the editors of the videos should get the most money. That that's always been my my view of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was it. I just wanted to verify. No, thank you, Carrick. No, all good. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a secret. It's live, and hopefully we get an official launch soon. Yeah, it's gonna cool. be good. All right. Well. Hashtag my V is a U. We hope you guys enjoyed, and we will catch you in next week's episode. Peace out. Peace. Peace.